Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I am glad you are here and I'm glad you are listening to today's podcast episode. My mission in each and every one of these episodes is to really focus on the solutions to some of the biggest questions and most controversial topics going on in our current society. I feel like most of these conversations are not truly being discussed in a more logical and respectful manner due to the political toxicity that goes on with both the left and the right, both the Democrats and the Republicans. In this podcast, I don't care about any of that. I am focused on the solutions. I'm focused on bridging gaps. If you want to join me on this journey, if you want to discuss some of the most important topics, if you are tired of the political toxicity and negativity from both sides, please support this channel, share the podcast, and go to my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. I appreciate the support. I'll continue to make content and hopefully we can start bridging these gaps and focusing on real issues going on in our world. Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. How's it going? How's your day been? And today we got Purple Political News, a weekly show we do every Saturday, breaking down the recent news that took place in the coming week or the recent week. That's that's a better terminology. Now, this is a later episode. They will be dropping. I'm, I'm trying to find a sweet spot, but I'm going to go 8 a.m. EST like all my other episodes. So 8 a.m. EST is a sweet spot. This episode's a little bit later, but this is our first video broadcast. And these type of episodes will only be on the YouTube channel for all of you to enjoy. So with that said, these the promos and the editing won't be on these episodes, but we're still going to focus on excellent, excellent information, conversation, solution. But my personal thoughts on factual news that I found, that is the goal here. Let's talk about what's going on in our society. So today we're going to be talking about a few very interesting things regarding the election, something relating maybe sports and other aspects as well. First things first. DeSantis has dropped out of the presidential race. In my personal opinion, DeSantis had a horrible, horrible campaign. And it's crazy considering he was that guy. He was the guy that was supposed to challenge Trump. You know, he tried to come in being like Trump at the beginning. And he was even kind of attacking Trump. It, It made it seem like, oh, yeah, this guy really has some beef with Trump, and Trump was coming back at him. I think he called him DeSantimonious or something like that. So DeSantis tried to be the charismatic guy. Didn't work. He tried to be the factual guy, stand on business. Didn't work. And every time he appeared on the Republican debate panels, in my personal opinion, other than maybe one panel, he would finish like the third best performer out of like four to six people like Nikki Haley would be one of the best performers. And usually Vivek would also be one of the best performers. And DeSantis, although he may say some good stuff to an extent for the Republicans, at least I'm not Republican. Keep that in mind. You can't, you don't buy it. You don't feel the energy. He didn't bear confidence. 
he had a good track record as a Republican candidate, considering what he's done in Florida. And for the most part, from what I've heard from Floridians, they've liked it. And what I've heard from Republicans, too, they've liked what he's done in Florida in terms of the this type of state that he's creating, regardless of what you think about his policies. But the fact that he had such a terrible presidential campaign really tells you that a state representative and the federal president of the United States are completely different roles and it requires completely different characters. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, DeSantis is out. He decided to endorse Trump. I mean, I guess. I mean, Trump was cooking you. And instead of, I mean, Nikki Haley was cooking you too. So you had one of two options, Haley or Trump. I would have been like, I'm not endorsing either. But you know how politics is. It's a stupid game where you have to be friendly with certain people behind closed doors. It's it's ridiculous. Next, let's go into the U.S. economy. Apparently, the U.S. economy grew an annualized rate of 3.3% in the final quarter of 2023, which beats analyst expectations of around 2%. So positive news, positive, um, you know, statistics regarding the U.S. economy. I know a lot of people are not happy because of uh, not happy with Biden in particular because of the U.S. economy and how prices have gone up. I mean, we hear the story all the time of people going into Dollar Tree and all the items are not a dollar. They're like a dollar twenty five. So fair enough. I think you do have to consider that Biden's coming from the pandemic era. So there's only so much he can do considering the entire global economy was affected. But considering everything's on the uptick. You know, everything is going upwards. That's something important to know. Obviously, the biggest thing as of right now that people are dissatisfied with is the housing market. And hey, I've had a podcast episode talking about the housing market, but that is a very complicated situation to deal with, of course. But as of right now, good things to say regarding 2023. Next, I'm going to talk about Cameroon, a more positive news. Cameroon has created the first mal uh, malaria vaccine program for children. Uh, malaria has been a huge issue that has taken place in Africa, and we all have heard of it, you know, the mosquitoes and all the death that it can cause. Well, this is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, the Central African nation of Cameroon hopes to vaccinate about 250,000 children this year and next year. And it's working with 20 other African countries to help them get the vaccine and that those countries will hopefully immunize more than 6 million children through 2025. Now, I know all of you anti-vaxxers, the weirdos that exist, go like, there's no way you can go like, oh, no, they shouldn't attack the vaccine. There's no way you can rationally say that, right? Anti-vaxxers. Do you think you can go to Africa and say, no, don't take the vaccine? Do you think you could do that? I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I personally. And I, I tell you what I think. I don't like anti-vaxxers. I don't, I, I don't like anything about what they do because they cause disruption when disruption is not needed. Now, skepticism is not a bad thing, but outright absolutism in the sense that all vaccinations are bad is ridiculous and it doesn't progress us forward. So shout out Cameroon. This is a huge step in the right direction for those African countries, of course. Uh, next, a little bit more positive news. An 11-year-old boy with congenital hearing loss is able to hear for the first time thanks to an experimental gene therapy treatment. 
we're advancing in the in the realms of science. I know people are worried in other aspects, but if we can help more and more people live a I don't like to use this term depends but a relatively normal life that should be the goal for the most part you know people who have disabilities struggle more than obviously a normal person and if we can create technology to put everybody on the same playing field which we try to do in a ideological basis all the time that is a good thing for society as a whole more people that are a part of the machine that is society to make society better so that's a good thing for not only the individual level but the systematic level as well we got a huge thing regarding the wwe and netflix there's a huge raw deal that's taking place i think they're getting about what 10 billion dollars i think that's the number for wwe raw to be on netflix and from what i've heard that countries that are not like the united states will be able to see like the other programs smackdown xt also on netflix so this is a huge thing netflix is really making waves in terms of changing how we view tv basically and cable is dying like the only thing that kept cable up float was sports was football was basketball was wwe now because of the streaming services now taking the sports netflix taking um you know the wwe peacock was taking certain nfl games now that that is taking place these cable companies are basically going to have to bite the dust and die peacefully <laughs> like that is just what's going to happen my only issue with streaming services is that it's selective in terms of the content like when you buy cable you can guarantee you're watching all the sports programs you're watching all the tv the downside is commercials ruin the viewing experience now a lot of these streaming services are also ruining the viewing experiences by putting ads in the middle of shows but you could buy a more expensive program and take out ads it's whatever i'm not talking about that right now but cable commercials and you can't pick what show you want to watch you have to scroll until you find oh that's fine you know what I'm saying? But at the very least, you have all the programs. With these streaming services, since they're all battling for supremacy, there will be NFL on one service, NBA on one service, and Netflix uh, on WWE on one service. So it makes it very annoying because there's no way you want to buy all the services, but you do want to watch these programs. How are we going to fix that? I'm not sure. I do like the battling out. It, it may, battle Companies battling to make their product better is a net positive in the long run but you have to consider the consumers and what they what they can uh what makes it easier for them it's it's an interesting situation but i think at the very least confidently we can say that cable you are dead you are dying you are kaput you're capiche see you later all right next we go into a little bit more dire news we had the one of the most recent days, I uh, forget what day exactly, but we had our first U.S. execution using nitrogen gas in Alabama. This is the death penalty, and now they are considering using nitrogen gas. From what I've saw, the reasoning behind this is, one, the prior prior technology or the prior method was a lot more expensive. Nitrogen gas is a much more cost-affordable is the idea as of right now and the the debate is that 
cost effectiveness versus cruelty because nitrogen gas is imagined to be a crueler means of punishment death penalty is always a weird conversation and i i usually don't understand why it's such a grueling process to take out one terrible individual and why it puts so much money why so much money spent to do this one thing i never really understood that but the morality behind it is very interesting because what we know is back in the day the way they would kill people would be terrible I can't even imagine living back in the day and going through some of those death uh, ways of dying that they've done back in the day, like pulling people apart with like horses, you know, they, the one with the rat they put you on your stomach. Let's just say there's a lot of terrible ones out there. So a more peaceful means makes sense. You, you know, you don't want to set that type of precedent where the system can start torturing people. That's not something we want, especially torturing them to death, right? So I 100% get the premise. In terms of what is considered cruel and unusual, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're going to determine um, regarding nitrogen gas. But the thing that throws me off as of right now for me when it comes to the death penalty, I'm, I'm saying why not? Like if you are really a scumbag, if you are the worst of the worst, Sure, why not? I just want to make sure we all have a clear definition on who are those worst of the worst people. And the second thing that I've always been wary about is why is so many resources and money being put to take out one dude? It takes them like a couple years to get the death penalty and it put like millions of dollars in one dude. I never, never for the life of me understood that. If you understand, you can let me know in the comment section below. But those are my two things regarding the death penalty. But We'll see what happens regarding nitrogen gas as Alabama is trying to talk with other states to see if they want to implement that in their program that have the death penalty, of course. Next is a jury ordered on Friday that former President Trump must pay writer E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million for his defamatory, defamatory statements against her. Uh, and of course, after this situation regarding the statements, and I'm going to tell you the statements right off the bat, while in the White House, Trump mocked Carol and claimed that she fabricated her rape ag accusations against him to boost her book sales. This is the statement that Trump made while president to her. She sued. Looks like she won by the jury. And what does Trump do? He goes complaining on social media. Oh, the system, the system, the system. It makes me think, right? Trump reminds me of like a lot of those people that are from the poor communities that complain after a, a a decision that the system is against them. You know, you hear a lot of people with my skin color, black people, talk about how the system is against us. And to their credit, the system was built to be against us. And case by case basis. There are times where they're 100% not against us. You are just a scumbag. And there are times where that's a little shady. Why did the system rule in that favor? So you can definitely make that case, but it's a case-by-case -case basis. It's a hilarious situation when Donald Trump, one of the richest people, a white old dude, one of the most famous people in the world is complaining about the system. Do you not see the irony behind that? Like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Do you not see the irony behind that? Anytime something doesn't go Trump's way, he goes on social media and bitches about it. And y'all, Trump supporters, 
eat it up. Like, yeah, the system, yeah. It's crazy to me that 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 is the case, that Trump has been able to create this type of atmosphere where anytime something doesn't go his way, he bitches about it, and then people agree with him. It's crazy to me. It's actually insane to me. And those same Trump supporters would be the exact same people who would complain about black people doing the same exact thing. The hypocrisy is glaring. But we move. We move on. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled. Well, actually, let me say this first. Nope, we'll go with this one. We'll go with this one. Sorry. U.S. Supreme Court ruled that federal agents can cut through razor wire that state installed to deter people from crossing. And as a response, about 25 states where Republican governors signed a letter supporting Texas in border control fight. So the Biden administration want, Biden administration wants the border control agents to be able to navigate the Texas border as they will, as they freely can, basically. Texas is basically saying that we don't trust you. You're just trying to let immigrants in. You guys are not doing the job, so we don't want you here. We're putting this razor wire, and there's nothing you can do about it. I tried to look up, and please tell me if you could find this, why the Biden administration is so bent on having border control agents down there at the time and I get that the razor wire could be an infringement on them doing their jobs, but what is the goal of them being down there as of right now? Are they just doing their job in terms of securing the border, or is it something else that they're doing in particular? We know that the Biden administration is in favor to an extent to the struggling immigrants that are suffering and trying to get away from a terrible situation. We know that. I just want to make sure it's a situation that we are all on the same page because I'm getting conflicting information. Like Texas thinks that the government is just trying to bring illegal immigrants in. And I just don't know if that's directly what they're doing. I just need more information. I think it's a little bit weird to just start cutting down the razor wire at the Texas border. Like why? That is my biggest question right now. Why? Because I'm in favor of immigration. I'm not in favor of illegal immigration. Next, let's focus on some of the more international conflicts that have been taking place. First, we got the International Court of Justice instructing Israel. Um, I think this happened yesterday or day before to limit casualties and increase humanitarian aid in the Gaza Strip. We know that the Israeli forces have been moving more and more towards Gaza and um, occupy, trying to occupy Gaza to take out the Hamas rebel forces. And they try to have a ceasefire and Hamas is like, no, you leave and then we'll let the hostages go. So the International Court of Justice, which is a part of the United Nations, even though they don't have a way to enforce their actions, if Israel wants to stand the good graces of the United Nations, they will have to abide by what the United Nations say, right? So they're trying to get the 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 captives, they're trying to get the um those people free from Hamas's control 
And that's just in the best interest of everybody, to be honest, to uh, free those people and the humanitarian aid for the civilians that know, want nothing a part of this is very reasonable as well. Uh, what will happen moving forward after this kind of situation? I'm not sure. I do think Hamas needs to alleviate all control for this to end. And Israel needs to be willing to have a compromise in terms of with Palestine. As of right now, it looks like the two-state solution probably is not going to be the case because Israel doesn't want it and Palestine doesn't want it. So someone has to give up control. That has to be Hamas. That's just, it is what it is. Next, we go with the U.S. military destroys Houthi anti-ship missiles after attack on British-linked oil tanker. It throws me how many of y'all are supporting these Houthi rebels that are bombing our cargo ships. Like, it's crazy how many people who live in America, hate America, but support these guys. Like, you know nothing about these guys, but just because they're going against America, you're like, oh, yeah, let's support them. It blows my mind. I dare you to go to Yemen and see if they fuck with you. I, I, I dare you to do it. Yeah, I mean, U.S. and the U.K. are handling business. I mean, these Houthi rebels are in the way. They messed around, and they're going to freaking find out. That's just, it's as simple as that. I don't really care about anything else because they started bombing us first. It's as simple as that. And last but not least is the Ukraine-Russia situation. And they're still in conflict. A Russian plane has crashed, and they believe it was Ukraine that did it. So what's going to happen regarding that situation? I'm curious to see. So those are our weekly news. Oh, actually... I had one more thing. I almost forgot. I had one more thing. And I found this piece of news very interesting. So I'm going to read the uh, whole article. It's in regards to a school shooter and a court putting charges on the parents for not basically parenting. And I find this case extremely interesting because, yes, the person who did the mass shooting, the kid that did the mass shooting is a piece of garbage. What got him to that situation should be extremely investigated. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to read out this article for you. The mother of the convicted Oxford high school shooter went on trial yesterday for involuntary manslaughter charges. The first time a parent of a U.S. school shooter has been charged directly in connection with an attack. The father faces a separate trial in March. Prosecutors argue Jennifer Crumbly, 45, was grossly negligent of the dangers her son posed prior to the shooting. Claiming signs of his mental instability and violent tendencies were clear. Her son, then 15, killed four students and injured seven others at his school on November 30th, 2021, using a 9mm semi-automatic handgun his father bought him for Christmas four days prior. Oh, that, that father's charge knowing that he bought him a gun? Oh, that's going to be crazy. The younger Crumbly pleaded guilty to all charges and was sentenced to life in prison without parole in December. Crumbly has claimed that she was unaware of the extent of her son's mental health issues, with the defense arguing she was imperfect but attentive parent. Crumbly faces up to 15 years if convicted. I think this is warranted. Listen to me. The parents of these school shooters have been getting away scot-free yes that's why there's a trial there's an investigation if you did everything you possibly could for your child i sympathize i empathize i always get those two words mixed up 
I empathize, empathize with you, right? Because you did everything you could. You paid attention to your child. You're a good parent. But we're, we are misled on what it means to be a good parent, which is why this investigation and trial is warranted. Just because you drive him to school, just because you feed him every day, just because you buy him a present every day does not mean you were an attentive parent. Does not mean you cared about your child. Does not mean you didn't notice the signs and just ignored them. We are misguided what it means to be a parent nowadays. And for children who do terrible acts, especially, especially those children with a normal home, suburbs yes the child's with the you know one parent household parent is barely there complete mess yes we can kind of see how the kid turned into a utter little piece of garbage right but the suburban home how did that happen you had all the resources everything you needed how did that happen so yes these parents should be held accountable you or the parent. There is no excuse. There's no reason. We need to hold parents at a higher regard. You want to have all this autonomy of your your kids' decisions, but you don't want to take fault and blame of your kids' actions? That don't make sense. That does not make sense. So, I'm in for it. I'm in for a trial. I'm in for an investigation. We see what she did. Her father, the father, buying him a gun. Oh, he's probably even getting a worse charge because if you saw the same terrible actions that led up to this and you bought him a gun, oh, the negligence there is mind-blowing. So, yes, both parents deserve to get charged for this. The punishment will be dependent on the investigation and the trial. That, That is the... Step in the right direction. There is different. This will probably put things into parents' mindset. Like, okay, I, I really have to pay attention to what my kid's doing. You should have. You shouldn't need a deterrent, or you shouldn't need a incentive on you doing your job as a parent. But maybe this will. Maybe the negligence part of the parents will actually be incentivizing some of you bad parents to actually parent your child. Maybe that'll help. So. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. That is the final thing. I thought that was a very interesting situation that's going on recently. This podcast episode, a um, little late. I do apologize. But moving forward, we'll record them on Fridays and then have them out for Saturday mornings. Hope you guys enjoy. Y'all have a good one. Take care and peace.